Hello and welcome to B-Side, where we revisit business world stories and tell a few of our own. According to 2017 data from the World Bank, only 34% of Filipinos have bank accounts. The Banco Central ng Pilipinas wants to bring this figure up to 70% by 2023. Because of the pandemic and the resulting lockdown, the need for financial inclusion and access to banking services have become more urgent. In this episode, Business World reporter Luz Wendy Nobles speaks with Pia Roman Tayag, Managing Director of the Center for Learning and Inclusion Advocacy of the Banco Central ng Pilipinas. They talk about initiatives to bring more Filipinos into the formal financial system, how the enhanced community quarantine has driven consumer behavior, causing a shift to e-money and online banking, and how financial inclusion plays out in the distribution of the social amelioration program. Mom Pia, for the benefit of our listeners, can you share with us, ano po ba yung financial inclusion? What does it mean to be financially included? To define financial inclusion, we have an official definition which states that it is the effective access to a wide range of financial services for all. But basically, it just means that every individual should have access to credit, savings, insurance, remittances. These financial services are what they need in their daily lives and they should be able to find uh, appropriate products and providers to serve this need. It's important for individuals, for businesses, for households to have access to financial services, to manage their finances, to take advantage of economic opportunities, to guard against emergencies, especially we see that today, and to also plan for the future. Okay, ma'am. In the picture of, say, the Philippines, where do we stand in terms of financial inclusion? Right now, when we talk about financial inclusion, we look at access, meaning are there enough financial service access points or providers that people can go to? And second, we look at usage. So in terms of access, in the total cities and municipalities in the Philippines, we have 32% that still do not have a single banking office. So in terms of access, this is a limitation. However, because of the developments in the industry, there are now other financial service providers. Banks can link up with remittance agents, for example. We expand these financial touch points. And if you look at that, only 4% of the municipalities and cities in the entire Philippines remains unserved. So that is good in terms of access. But in terms of usage, the World Bank says that 34% of Filipinos have an account. So this is really the biggest challenge for us because, in fact, BSP has its own survey and it's at a much lower rate. Our last 2017 survey said that only 23% of adults have an account in a formal financial institution. So if you can just imagine the entire financial system in terms of basic services is really only serving that small portion of the population. 70% of Filipinos do not have access to even a basic account. So there's still really a lot to be done. Although we've seen improvements and I quoted the 2017 survey, we already have the results of the 2019 survey, so we will be publishing this soon. There has been some significant increase in account ownership. 
yung sinabi nyo on Filipinos having a formal account with a financial institution. Can you expound po? Ano yung mga considered financial institution for you to have an account on to be considered financially included? 23% that I mentioned, this is a bank or an electronic money issuer. Kasama din yung cooperative, anything that is formally regulated. I see. Ma'am, do we have models in the region in terms of financial inclusion na pwede nating gayahin to improve our financial inclusion here in the Philippines? Yes, no. So actually, I'd like to point to different regions because I think the Philippines is sharing globally, but is also learning a lot from other experiences, no. So to give you an example, if we look at the African region, a lot of the gains here have really been on mobile money. So we will hear about Kenya, where one provider is reaching more than seventy percent of households. In fact, mobile money transactions there almost half of their GDP in. Kenya. So that model is really mobile money-led. If we look at Latin America, for example, a country like Brazil has really been the proponent of agent banking. So about similarly, 70% of their population make payments through banking agents. Then here in Asia, we are seeing some significant strides in inclusion in countries like India, where their national ID, the Aadhaar, really pushed account ownership. And in China, as we know, mobile payments also with the market leaders making retail payments purely electronic. So I, I narrated these models in different regions because in the Philippines, we are trying to create the policy environment so that all these options could be used by a financial service provider. So we're pushing e-money, for example, the basic deposit account which can be opened in agents and we're really pushing for the national retail payment system so that we really move towards electronic payment. So we want to see a mix of using agents for more people to be onboarded, making it easy to send and receive from accounts naman to push for e-payments and retail payments. So that's where we think our biggest wins will be to bring more people into the financial system. Okay, ma'am. Can you expound po with BDA? Gano po ba kadali to apply for a basic deposit account? The biggest challenge kasi is we want it to be easy for people to be formally included, to open an account. Okay, and we want to uh, make it meaningful for them. Yung talagang it addresses their needs. So how did we do this? Through surveys kasi based on what we hear, no? The biggest barrier is really, they say they don't have enough money. The second one will be, I don't need it. The third one will be documentary requirements. So the BDA addresses those obstacles. Usually kasi sa bangko, di ba pag magbukas ka ng account, dapat meron kang 2,000, 5,000 minimum opening. BDA requires only a maximum of 100. So hindi pwedeng lumagpas sa 100 ang required opening amount ng bangko. Tapos another fear is yung minimum balance. Minsan you have an account, kailangan you sustain a certain balance or else kakaltasan ka. Wala na din yan for the BDA. And then very simple documentary requirements. Kasi nga this has a maximum of 50,000 so it's not really considered high risk. So I would say that BDA is designed talaga for those who are not able to open accounts because of the most common obstacles. Ang maganda pa ngayon, may mga banko na are offering the opening of BDA accounts 
purely remotely. So pwedeng sa phone, uh, another way is you can open through agent. So more and more, banks are seeing that the BDA is a good tool to reach this segment via mobile or via agents. Mom, how does the BSP ensure that there are ways that people can have access to financial products and that these financial products could be accessible also for those unbanked and underserved or those who are living in rural areas na kagaya po nang sinabi nyo ay medyo mas konti yung mga financial institutions na nandun. Lalo na po ngayon na medyo may strain tayo on mobility because of social distancing during this time. Yes. Actually, ever since the ECQ started, I think more urgently talaga we need financial inclusion and we are seeing this in so many ways. Number one, the most affected by this COVID are those who are displaced workers, those who had to stop working and are earning as they work. So nawala din yung income nila and yet they have to stay home. Those that are in the vulnerable sectors and the social amelioration of the government is really one solution. But getting the money to these end users has really been a challenge. Number one, talagang logistical challenge siya just because of the sheer volume na kailangan distributan nitong cash payments. Number two, na-aggravate pa siya because may kailangang social distancing. So, if you could just imagine na merong account itong mga to, whether it be a basic deposit account or a e-money account, Gcash, PayMaya, or whatever account, madali sanang na-credit na lang sa kanila ng government. And some people say, ah, mahirap yan kasi once they have it in their account, mag-withdraw din sila. That's true, pero they can withdraw in agents, for example, that are closer to where they live. A pawn shop, a remittance agent that is near them. So hindi pa sila maglilinya sa isang area kung saan lahat ng recipients nandun. So it really highlights na sana we could have had more of these payouts done into accounts. But even without that, pwede pa rin ngayon because as I mentioned earlier, you can do remote account opening. That can help in terms of distributing and receiving these cash payouts. Another thing that has been really becoming more and more popular during this pandemic is the use of the accounts for payments. Based on our 2017 survey, only 18% of account holders actually use their accounts for payments. So yung pagpay ng bill, pagbili ng goods and services, hindi pa din nila kinukuha from their accounts digitally. What I think with this stay-at-home call of government, medyo napipilitan yung mga ibang account holders to learn how to use this Instapay, PesoNet. And we're hoping to see that shift from physical to using the accounts for digital payments. So yan, makakatulong yan na hindi ka kailangan lumabas. Pag meron kang delivery or pag may bills ka that are due, you can pay. What are the broader, siguro short-term and medium-term help that financial inclusion can do. One is access to credit. Kasi nga, as we said, financial inclusion is not just access to accounts, but to other financial services. So for MSMEs that may have had difficulty during the ECQ, sana continued yung access nila to credit. And then there's also insurance. So more and more, there's a lot of what we call micro-insurance, yung very reasonably priced, accessible insurance products. This could help 
especially those who have been very much affected by COVID-19. So there's now mga life insurance, na micro insurance. There's also some business insurance that are being provided. Again, it's a display of gano'n ka-importante itong access to financial services so that we can manage itong hindi natin inaasahan na COVID. The government has the social amelioration program. Meron po ba kayong tie-up with DSWD in making sure these funds are easily allotted or may mga advice kayo for them? How does BSP deal with this po? From day one of the ECQ, we've reached out to DSWD to really see if there's any way we can help them, I guess, think through yung possibilities of disbursing through accounts. Because before, yung four Ps, they get paid into yung mga may accounts, yung cash cards na tinatawag nila. Pero hindi nila yun magagamit like a regular account. Like, they cannot receive remittances there. They cannot store their money there. Parang hindi din siya makaka-benefit doon. Usually, they just have to withdraw or take out all the cash. So, before COVID, we've already been working with DSWD to convert these accounts into transaction accounts and make other succeeding payments paid into accounts. So, there's already that appreciation that that is good for the beneficiary kasi it's actually more sustainable, matututo siya mag-save, magagamit niya yung account in the future way beyond the social payments. And it's also easier for the government because paid into accounts, so these are electronic, less cash handling, more efficient, and more transparent. Of course, the SWD has you know, their hands full, ang daming kailangan na i-pay out. So, instituting new systems at this time could be a challenge. But we've been working with them, facilitating with various providers. Basically, our role is to clarify any regulatory issues on the part of providers and also to share with the SWD our knowledge on which providers may be best place to help them during this time. So ito yung mga madaming cash out points, the ones who can create accounts en masse using certified data from DSWD. Nakaseliberalize some of our regulations. So one example is yung KYC for COVID. Talagang without IDs, pwede na din to remotely open or service these accounts as long as talagang certified na wala talaga silang ID. So our regulations are allowing these types. No? And Hopefully, under the Bayanihan Act, magamit ito so that more and more these payouts could be done through accounts by service providers. Ma'am, you've mentioned the KYC, the Know Your Customer Requirement for Financial Institutions. Can you share about the initiatives the government is doing to make sure that KYC is even easier for some Filipinos, like for example, the national ID and other schemes that you are trying to work on so that KYC could be simplified for our fellow Filipinos. What I'm seeing now is yung mga providers who are trying to work with the SWD, for example, or some LGUs, they are using this in their process flow to show to the LGUs or to show the DSWD na, you know, we can create accounts based on your list certified by the agency and then we recognize na walang ID. 
So, makakatulong to dun sa massive ano nga, onboarding for social payout. So, I just hope that I know that a lot of discussions are ongoing. So, I want to see some rollouts being done through these channels para we can also government see how efficient it can be. Aside from, of course, social distancing at this point, what are the other challenges to financial inclusion here in the Philippines in general? Siguro on the challenges, I'll go with the data. No? Kasi as I mentioned, we've been doing this financial inclusion survey kasi we really want to see the reasons for exclusion and also opportunities. So based on the 2017 survey, the main reason is really not enough money. That's the biggest challenge. People do not think of opening an account of being financially included as a priority because there's just enough for the daily needs. No? So that's really one. And the solution here is really to have easy-to-use products that will make it compelling or that will be relevant to the needs of these people. So yun nga, parang accounts na baka pwedeng magtabi ka ng 10 pesos, 50 pesos a day, baka yun makatulong. So what the BSP is doing, aside from pushing policy and regulation so that we have more providers no, that can offer services to these segments, we're really also pushing financial literacy. And since we think that yung big push will be digital. E-money, I think, will be a big player in bringing more people into the financial system. We also need consumer protection. Kasi doon naman sa nakikita naming sagot sa survey, yung paano kami magbubukas, eh, nakikita namin sa news, may mga unauthorized transactions, you know, there's hacking and all of that. So it's really a three-pronged approach na have the financial services there available and fit to their needs and capacity, but then also have financial literacy so they know that this is important and can help them. And then ensuring consumer protection so that there is trust and certainty. Ma'am, kamusta po yung improvement on the Muslim financial products? The good news for that is the regulatory framework is in place. I don't have yet and I haven't seen yet in market any rollouts of these products. But like itong financial inclusion, itong BDA, there is really a lag because the policies and the regulations will be put in place. We highlight these as opportunities for the banks and financial service providers. Of course, the banks have to adjust and to study how they can roll these out. So I think soon we will see. But at this point, I think the big win is that we have a clearer regulatory framework, policies in place, so that there can be many providers in this area. So, siguro, maybe next year we will see more of these rollouts in place. Pero yung policy kasi and the regulation is key. And that's how we are also seeing it with, kunyari, yung e-money, BDA, parang it will take some time because the banks have to also adjust and to prepare to design and deliver these kinds of products. For my last question, Kanina, we discussed how financial inclusion is important during this time of a pandemic. Going forward, once we come back to what feels like normal for us, what do you think will be some consumer behaviors or financial inclusion issues which will be more relevant now that we've experienced this pandemic where we had very limited mobility and social distancing measures in place? 
Yes, we're all looking forward to that. And I don't want to call it a silver lining because this pandemic is a serious problem for all. But I do hope that it is also a point where realizations surface. And one of them is really opportunities for digital. And we hear it time and again no, na with social distancing and this new normal, we will really see an increase in uptake of digital financial services. Right now, some banks are reporting significant increases in their shift from their physical to digital. I think this will be more pronounced moving forward. And I'm hoping for the social payments will also realize the importance of paying into accounts because then it will really demonstrate how it is good for both the beneficiary and also for the government. So I'm seeing more efficient government-to-person payments. If anything else comes along, natural calamities or disaster, it will be seamless. We are geared for it. As we go more digital, hoping that these transactions will become now digital footprints of those who are currently underserved, to get more financial services, particularly credit, they can engage in new businesses and see the opportunities. But again, one flip side here is the importance of consumer protection and cybersecurity. Because if we do go more digital, you know, there's a lot of opportunities naman for cyber criminals taking advantage of this situation. So these are the things that we will now need to focus more on. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Pia Romantayag of the Banco Central ng Pilipinas and Business World reporter Luz Wendy Noble talking about the importance of financial inclusion. The pandemic and the resulting lockdown highlights the opportunities in digital financial services. The Philippines can learn so much from how other countries are bringing more people into the formal banking system. Providers are being called on to offer solutions to the many Filipinos who do not have a basic bank account. We're talking about 70% of the Filipino population who are in far-flung areas, away from bank branches, and those whose daily wages make it difficult for them to save. This episode was recorded remotely on April 27. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay sane.